war in heaven. When Horus left the mountains, he appeared on the streets of Hierakonpolis in shining glory, with girded loins, the muscles of his arms straining against gold bands of the warrior, the disk of the sun bright on his head. He came forth with no need to hide himself, and the people of every city of Dendera, Abydos, Koptos, and Edfu fell down on their knees, knowing that a king and a god had revealed himself to them. Horus reminded them of the ways of his father. Horus established the festival of the gods so that the land again would be filled with greening and dancing, with sowing, reaping, and feasting. He reminded the sons and daughters of Egypt to remember the souls of the dead. He spoke his father's name. He told the old stories of glory. He established the scales of justice and set the land in order. Wherever he walked, children followed, serpents parted, and the cattle of the field bellowed. The scorpions lay still. The birds of prey dipped and swooped overhead. Those outlaws of Seth, who came into the city to raid the townspeople during the festival, spied the god Horus and witnessed the goodness he had brought. Tired of life in the desert, they joined with Horus, pledging their swords to his side. He, in turn, taught them the use of his weapons of iron, the loyalty of the lion, the fleetness of the horse. Now the goddess Hathor, the golden one, came down to the river one morning and spied Horus. The sight of him caused her to dance, to sing, to shiver with excitement, and whomever she held in her gaze, or whoever gazed upon her form, fell immediately in love. She stood ever near the god Horus, who grew enchanted by her. But in his confusion, he knew not what to do, never having known the company of women except his nursemaid and his mother Isis. And Hathar was not alone in her affection for the handsome god. When the concubine of Seth, the goddess Torette, heard of the young, virile, golden hawk in Thebes, she hurried to him to make of him a husband. For Seth, it was bad enough that the name of Osiris was being spoken again, bad enough that his men had deserted the camp, bad enough that a boy had grown up to become a man. But when he heard that his concubine had deserted him, it was too much. And his wife left him for Osiris, so had his concubine left him for Osiris' son. Too much, too much, too much. He sent an enormous serpent slithering after her, ready to devour her. She ran in fear, but the companions of Horus trapped the snake and chopped it into pieces with their axes. The serpent's blood seeped into the earth and mixed with the clods of the field, and Osiris in an amentet knew that the great battle had begun. Enraged, Seth put put upon himself the war crown, took up the knife, and hunted for Horus as if he were hunting a boar. 
Rather than fight, however, Horace took wing in the form of a hawk and flew straight to heaven, where the council of the great god sat in the branches of the tree at the center of the world. Shu, the god of air, lifted Horus up, and Toth was there to greet him. The time has come, said Toth, may justice prevail over strength. Horus stood before the council, glancing over the faces of the gods and goddesses there, as if he had seen them before in a dream, in another life, perhaps. He did not bow his head. He was neither brash nor weak. My father is dead, he said. I am his son, and he has taught me the ways. It is his wish that I preside over the black land, but Seth has stolen my father's fertile land. I come on behalf of my mother and father. I have come to receive Osiris's crown. Give the office of rulership to Horus, said Toth, and the lesser gods brought forth the white crown. Stop! Atum cried out, This is not justice. How can you decide amongst yourselves when you have not heard Seth speak? Then Seth entered the great council hall to address the gods. He looked upon his his nephew Horus, the golden child, with the bitterest of hatreds. I watched over the land of my brother after his untimely death, he said bitterly, before ever this pup of a boy was conceived. And I ask, by whom? Now he tries to take from me what already lies in my hands. If you want fair, I am fair. I am willing to fight him for the crown. I have been a warrior all my life. I'll show him the ways of the club and knife. I'll hack to pieces the little boy's pretensions. Give me but a day and let the stronger God prevail. The gods murmured amongst themselves, taking sides and arguing, until the heavenly council had entered into chaos. Toth rose and shouted above the others, Why give the crown to his father, the crown of his father, to Seth while Osiris stands? Why give the throne of his father to Seth while Osiris's son stands before you? Born of Osiris, conceived on earth, the son of the true heir. Then Ra trembled in rage at the words of Toth. He was already angry with him for cheating him out of his five days during their game eons ago. It was his fault that these children of Nut were bickering. The heir born on earth, he shouted. Then give the throne of Osiris to Seth, the son of Nut. The throne of a god was meant for the son of the sky goddess. Now the two brothers, Toth and Ra, began to argue bitterly. In the high heavens, the sun and moon stood against each other. For an entire day, the skies of Egypt darkened and the earth quivered. The goddess of heaven was incensed with her children. What right had they to destroy the balance of things when all the universe, the earth, and the stars were wheeled about by her command? What right had the thousand souls within her to bicker to destroy her peaceful dreams? No one can decide, said the gods. Now what shall we do? 
knowing that his mother nut had commanded the patterns of heaven, knowing that she had shown forth in primeval time it, as the mother of them all, held past and future, knowing this, Toth agreed to write her a letter and lay out the predicament. In responding to the letter, the goddess nut replied, Give the black land of Osiris to his son Horus, double the size of the red land of Seth. If my son is unhappy about his concubine and his wife running off, well, perhaps that is his problem. Nevertheless, give him two more, Anath and Astarte. But please, don't bother me with such things again. And don't undo the balance again, or I'll get angry and hurl myself to the ground, smashing heaven against earth. The goddess is right, claimed Thoth. But Ra was still angry with Toth and Horus, and even more angry now with his mother. You'd give the best land in Egypt to this smart-mouthed stripling, he cried. Why, look at him. He's barely left his mama's teat. He couldn't bear up under the strain. And you're an old eunuch who can't keep his own house in order, hissed one of the serpent gods. At this, Ra turned his back on the council and left, retreating behind a veil of clouds, leaving the upper and lower worlds in darkness. But Hathor, the goddess of love, had been listening all this time, and she entered her father's chambers. Don't be angry, she said. Let me dance for you. She swung her long hair. She shook the sistrum. She whirled cloud to cloud on dancing feet, drawing ever near each time, removing one by one each of her seven veils. At last, she stood before the sun god naked, and she bent over, showing him her private parts. Do you think the hawk boy would know what to do if I showed him this? Ra laughed. Funny girl, he said. Show him any of your secrets. If he's really a god, he'll know what to do. Then Hothar and Ra returned to the council to hear what both plaintiffs had to say. Seth bent his knee before Ra. I am older and wiser than the boy, he said humbly. For you, Ra, I can slay the serpent of darkness. Ra said, the son of Nut is right. Horus raised his spear, exclaiming, I'm being cheated out of my father's throne because I've never fought a serpent. Why give the office to my mother's brother when I am the son of the king? Toth placed his hand upon Horus's shoulder. The decision of the sky goddess, he reminded Ra, the decision of the mother of Seth and Osiris was to give the throne to Horus. And what of Ra's decision, spat Seth? What of the decree of the Most High God? He chose me, doesn't that count? Throw Horus into the Nile, and let me fight him there, fair and square. This I can do, said Ra, and the vault of heaven split asunder, sending Horus and Seth splashing into the Nile.